This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? We're putting the band back together. Episode 138, we explain ourselves, ethics of CGI, and it could be morphin' time. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. This is I Remembered It Better, a podcast experiment in geek nostalgia. Come on, bark like a dog for me. Ooh, I done a bad thing. We're on a mission from God. This is my boomstick. Kiss my converse. This looks extraordinarily bad. I got a bad feeling about this. Now, here are your hosts. Oh, no. Not again. Welcome to I Remembered It Better, the show that takes a look back and asks, was it as good as we thought it was? Coming to you from Dayton, Ohio, where I'm facing a new wall for a new start. I'm Cliff Haddix, also known as Revan Geek, and I'm joined in tonight's analytical look back. Bye from Atlanta, Georgia, where a poorly planned business trip means he'll be missing the Super Bowl. Ryan, all good. Cliff, how the hell are you? I I am good. <laughs> yeah, it has been too long since we have done this. Uh, it's, it's it's been a, yeah, it's just been a while since we sat down and chatted in general. But, I know, uh, yeah. This this kind of stood in uh, as our standard sit down and chat time. Yeah, which is something I always liked about the show is that it was just us sitting around talking about stuff we like and and catching up. So. Our, um, our weekly just, you know, nerd out. But you and I frequently talked extensively before and after the show. And we just kind of mm. got out of the habit because we just had so much stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like I said, we're going to explain ourselves before we even get into the meat of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we have each had a very heavy uh, batch of real life in each mm-hmm. of our professions, <laughs> that mm. has just made it hard to do this. Uh, we have had near misses back and forth. Um, I, as everyone knows, I'm Revan Geek. I'm a pastor. Uh, I had a series of folks in church hospitalized, passing away, dealing with uh, funerals, dealing with assisting families, dealing with, and just Christmas time. It, it's our Super Bowl, so you know it's just it's just, <laughs> just kind of a very busy time. And just every time it started to look like we were going to find a time to match up, then something had to be shipped from some country to another country, and then your life got turned upside down. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, Christmas, Christmas time is uh, it's a pretty busy time for us, too. Um, apparently, it's the, for some reason, people choose that time of the year uh, as a good time to send a lot of things back and forth uh, to each other uh, for, for unknown reasons. Um but uh yeah it's just really really crazy busy um my operation and and a, a staffing situation just completely destabilized um and so i mean it was it was a case of uh just bringing home like hours of work every night um throughout november and uh and mo- and most of december it wasn't until christmas that things actually finally uh stopped and slowed down and we could catch a breath so um even even our little visit up there with you guys, I, I 
brought a suitcase that was just dedicated to work stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, it, it is, it is nice just to be sitting in the chair and having a conversation and thinking about, you know, what moves forward from here, because you and I have had a few conversations we want to share with folks. We have decided uh-huh. that because we do get so busy and because a lot of things, we have decided we want to streamline a few things about the show. Uh, we're not going away. We're back and we're going to get back into a habit of seeing you, but you may see us on an every other week basis and a higher quality show in that. Uh, we've talked about some specific guests we want to have. We've talked about maybe a few things to tighten it up. We've talked about uh, getting back to some of those features that you all who have uh, talked to us about really enjoy about the show. So uh, 2017 uh, may may have a little different sound, a little different way uh, of getting us that you're used to. But uh, but we are back, and uh, we are looking forward mm-hmm. to yeah. um, looking back and looking forward with uh, all the geek stuff because – 2017 looks to have a whole bunch more stuff that looks absolutely amazing and some of it not so much but (laughs) let's crack it right open my geeks my fanboys and fangirls you can call us what you want we all have the things we love and obsess over we often hold a special place for the things of our childhood and webster's dictionary defines nostalgia as a wistful or excessively sentimentally yearning for a return to or of some past period or irrecoverable condition so how many of the things that we have geeked out in the past and may still to this day are really as awesome as we remember? And how many of them have we overhyped in our memory to the point that a second look will have us saying, why did we like this? So, Ryan, I know it would be impossible to get all the geeky goodness since our last show. Yeah. But just <laughs> yeah. touch on some highlights for us. Yeah, I, I had to sit down and, and write some bullet points because I figure we if if we just let go, yeah. uh, we could probably do an entire uh, – like a full – hour easily on just mm-hmm. on what's been going on since so uh so instead i just kind of tried to streamline it down to s- some of the big things uh of course i mentioned uh, a little bit earlier that uh back in november we came up for our our uh, annual thanksgiving ish time visit uh with with the haddocks clan mm-hmm. so uh lots of lots of fun geeky things uh happened then mm-hmm. um games and and uh movie uh, what, what did we see? What did we see? It was, we saw um, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts. And, uh, in the where, recliners. Where, where they be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or, cause that was all set in, in New York, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw that. Um, and, uh, in the recliners, the real, really comfortable, um, really comfortable recliners. That was, that was a, that was a fun theater. Too. I have to say, I'm getting spoiled by that. Yeah, I am getting very spoiled by being able to pick my seat, know mm-hmm. that I can show up, it will be there. I'll be able to recline and enjoy the movie immensely. Um, we even went to go see Hidden Figures. You know, the new movie about the African American scientist that helped get you know John Glenn into space, and sure. they had it in the recliner. Th- and you think normally the reclining theater is for like Star Wars or Doctor Strange or Fantastic Beasts. No, we're going to go see huh. this nice drama <laughs> in yeah, reclining well, I mean, seats. You watch it that way at home. <laughs> exactly. Why not watch it that way? You Enjoy know. it. And and, um, and for me, it really is that I don't have to worry about getting there at a certain time to get the seat I want. Right. That is, yeah, that's worth it. That's yeah. worth it to me. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's just now you can be comfortable, put your feet up. Um, you've got, uh, you, I mean, there's plenty of armrest space, like, so you don't have to do that fight for the armrest mm-hmm. with the guy next to you. Um, just take your pants off and, and enjoy a, <laughs> enjoy a flick. Um, 
Was that I, was that not okay? That, that, well, that... I mean, it's all in all in where you position your code, I guess. But you know, so yeah. So that was a good time. So yeah, so yeah. So we did that. Um, we uh, we also went and saw obviously. Well, not obviously, but well, it should be obvious. Come on, uh, obviously saw Rogue One. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, twice uh, went and took took my eldest to see that. Um, and uh, I my wife and I went and saw it first and. We're like, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a little it's a little uh, more intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say darker, but it's definitely more intense than uh, than some of the other Star Wars stuff. I mean, it's it's not seen. it's not younglings getting cut down, but it's still it's it's no, it's no, heavier. But it's 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 yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 weird because it ends. I mean, it it does end on that like kind of positive, hopeful note, but it's also kind of a downer. Yeah. Um, spoiler well alert! I know you all yeah. have plenty of time, but spoiler alert: we're going to talk yeah, about you've, Rogue One. Yeah, you've got no. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. You, hopefully, yeah. If you haven't seen it and you don't want something to be ruined for you, then you're probably not listening to this podcast. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, she did really well with the fact that just that everyone dies. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, that's that's good. It's, I mean, it's an important lesson I think to learn that. Yeah. Uh, at least at least in cinema, man. Like it's not always going to come up Millhouse. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was fun. But yeah, when we took her, we kind of it was a few weeks after uh, opening night, and we just kind of made the assumption that yeah, this. I mean, it won't be too hard to get in. Like we can just walk in and get tickets, and that wasn't true at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we went in try and, and grab like a it's like a weekday four o'clock uh showing um during christmas break and it's just it just wasn't happening so we you know i got on i got on fandango and started i checked the next closest theater and uh they were sold out for you know about the same time um and we were we were under kind of a time budget because we had some stuff going on that night so found another theater in our area um that had like just had three three seats left for us where we could sit together, and uh, but it it had to be in 3D, and uh, it was it was in the big you know the big recliner chairs and all that stuff. So um, so she got to see it. She got to probably see, see it uh, one of the best ways possible. But um, yeah, so we did that. Uh, we talked. Um, uh, yeah, we saw the uh, Fantastic Beast movie over the break. Um, saw I can't remember. Was if Doctor Strange was uh, during this this little hiatus we were on, or it came out before? I think it was just before. I don't know. I'm not well, sure. Yeah, I can't remember. But either way, I saw that. Regardless, regardless of when it came out, I saw it, and ah, that that movie was great. Um, and then um, just uh, just been playing some some games. Uh, State of Decay is a is a fun, fantastic little zombie survival game I picked up uh, over the break. Um, <clears throat> it does. Uh, it's it's uh, I know it's for Xbox One and PC. I don't think you can get it on on PlayStation. Um, basically, you are a, a survivor during the zombie apocalypse. You meet up with another group of survivors. Uh, you have to go out and scavenge for your supplies and bring them back and build up your base and uh, fight off hordes of zombies and try try and find a way out and rebuild humanity. It's at one point you cross paths with the army and it's uh it's very sandboxy. It's one of these games where uh you have decisions to make and they can kind of affect the outcome of things and um right in my wheelhouse. So I I've been playing that uh pretty constantly. Um just whenever I have a chance. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, the Oregon Trail card game. You and I talked about this back in November. We were looking at it. We just didn't pick it yeah, up. Yeah, I picked up. Uh, I got a copy uh, from somebody for Christmas. So uh, started playing that uh, recently. Um, that's that's a fun game. That is that's very tough to make it to. Or- I don't remember the computer game being that hard to make it to Oregon, but uh, it's really hard. Um, uh, like you could just draw a card in that game and be like, "Oh, you're bit by a snake. You're dead." Okay, well that's it. You're done. You know, there's there's like there's nothing doing. Um, doesn't matter how many oxen you brought with you, man. Uh, like uh, my eldest was playing with, she just flipped over a card. Like, oh, she got dysentery and died. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's just uh, so like our our first playthrough. Like, no, no, so far no one's made it to Oregon. Aww. Um, so. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's the way of things. Uh, and, uh, we, we've also started, started, uh, introducing her to, to Ticket to Ride, uh, which is a game she really enjoyed and has asked to play it a couple more times since, since then. So, um, and, and she's good. Like, she makes her routes and stuff. We kind of play a slightly scaled back version, uh, where you don't lose points for not making your routes. So, we're okay. just kind of introducing her to the concept of the game and how it works and how to, you know the mechanics of it, and then we'll before you uh, cut her off and dash her dreams. Yeah, yeah. Before uh, before it gets gets too hard. Also, don't play like super competitive with her. You know, I mean, like you kind of just kind of telecasts or, or or broadcasts where like what her routes are because she starts very clearly in one spot and is working her way towards another. And um, it would be kind of easy sometimes just to be like, well, I see what cards you're picking up. I see what direction you're going. I'm just gonna cut you off at the knees here, kid. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> but uh, you know, so we you know don't necessarily make it too competitive. Like yeah, that. but uh, I sometimes think know, about still, that still if, if there are people who've played that game enough that they have all the routes memorized, that they yeah. could be like, hmm, I bet they're going and like know exactly what route they're trying to go, and just like I'll just cut well, that whole city off. I don't off. think you have to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you have to mem- so much memorize the routes as much as just uh, pay attention to like the the cards people are picking up. Um, you know, uh, you could tell if someone's going after, you know, if they're in this area and they're picking up yellow after yellow cards when they come up, uh, they might be getting ready to take that yellow track or something. And even if you can't stop them there, you might be able to, you know, cut them off a little further down the line if you can figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, right now it's just, it's just about, uh, having fun and, and she's, you know, she's doing things like planning and, and counting and her math and all this, keeping up with her points and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, it's, you know, it's just fun too. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so that's, that's pretty much been it. Uh, uh, many, many other things is here and there, but, uh, you know, time's of the essence, so to speak. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to hand it over to you, Clifford. Well, uh, for us, uh, of course, we had the great time that you all were here and had a blast with all that. And it was always mm-hmm. good to see the girls geek out and, you know, start to get into some of the things that we are into and have their night with the sitter while we all got to go out and do our thing. Um, it's so far as things that uh, we've done. Of course, we went and watched uh, Rogue One 2 uh, as well. And like I said before, saw Hidden Figures, thought it was really well done. Uh, I can't recommend that movie a lot for a number of reasons. Fun uh, fact about that movie that I was I, I read over the weekend. Yeah. Um, the control panels that uh, that are used in that movie were used in Apollo 13. Oh. Uh, as well as Catching Fire. Oh, wow. And, and apparently, supposedly, 
you can if there's some of them you can look at them you can see like the property of Pan Am uh labels on them oh so i missed uh, that i did miss that i I don't know if that's true uh but that's uh that's what i heard okay sorry all right sorry that's fine that's Mm. very cool that's very cool i did not know that uh other fun fact uh the real Catherine johnson presbyterian just thought i'd throw that out there Mm. Someday there's going to be so, like there's going to be some crazy serial killer, and we're going to have to be like, "Yep." So, first name, middle name, last name. Oh, as much as we don't like to admit it, the Reverend Jim Jones of Jonestown started off uh, as a, started off as a Presbyterian. So, yeah, I, yeah. You know, we, we, mean, we, we we have to own the bad with the good. <laughs> I don't know. Started off Presbyterian, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just went a new way somewhere along the way. Yeah. Um, well, many, many have. Many so many that's have, okay. Many that's okay. We've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Heroes. Been playing Hearthstone. Um, oh, and uh, oh, I'll say the 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 one the O for the end. Um, uh, got starting to look at Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons because my nephew got into it. So he's like, "What do I need to get?" I'm like, "Oh, you need a player's manual." And he's like, "Well, I might want to run games. Then you need a DM's guide and a monster manual and all this stuff." And so, <laughs> and so, I got him like six bags of dice for Christmas because you could never oh, have wow. enough dice. Um, yeah. And uh, this was after I found out he'd already gotten like two or three bags of dice already for Christmas. I'm like, "You could never have enough. <laughs> Take more." more yeah. More. Um, and he's very excited. And it's very funny. You know, it's he. He's like, "I made my first character." And I'm like, "I'm like, oh, cool. Let me see it." So he goes and leaves the room and comes back. And he goes, it's a drow. I'm like, what? What's your first character is a drow? Like, mm. oh. Somebody's been reading uh, Salvatore novels. Or maybe. But I said, but I, I said, please tell me that the DM that's playing you will make you deal with all the uh, the uh, issues of being a drow, not just like, oh, you're cool because you're a drow. And he's like, I hope so. So hopefully that will be the case. And he <laughs> he is on the path to a very cool. It's this is being done through his school. He's in like the gifted. Oh wow! He's like in the gifted program, and this is one of the free time activities the teacher lets them do. So Let's play D and D. Yes. Shit, that is awesome. That is very cool. Um, so I've been, I've got, I got myself a player's manual and a DM's guide to kind of start r- trying to figure out some of the differences uh, in fifth and the three which I used to have. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that would be a cool show to maybe bring in one of our experts to kind of take us through mm. the differences. Mm. So stay tuned. So you skipped the- over uh, fourth edition. Yes, I never got fourth edition. So yeah, I kind of life kind of got crazy. Briefly, Didn't but... have as much time to play, and I don't really have a group around here to play with on a regular basis. I mean, mm-hmm. Emily's like, who are you going to play this with? And I'm like, I'm not really sure, but I want the manuals anyway. <laughs> details, so, details, woman, details. details. Well, well, my 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 brother, uh, I, no, was it my sister? I can't remember if it was my brother or my sister, but one of them got me the DM's guide for Christmas. So that was, you know, that, that was the, the gateway. And then I got myself a player's manual to go with it. Sure. Um, we've also kind of hopped aboard the, the Pokemon train kind of hard. I got uh, an Elite Trainers box and a, co- a few more theme decks at Christmas. Okay. So right. got some more Pokemon cards. I've started to put a, a competitive deck together, and uh, Madeline wants to go play in a store tournament at some point. We will probably get stomped, but still, it, it'll be fun. And I yeah. have uh, been playing the online version uh, where I basically duplicated the deck that I have in real life there so mm. that I can get practice playing it, so I'll be oh, used, cool. be ready for when I do play in a tournament. So I'm playing a, a a deck that's called the Greninja Break deck, which a few people just kind of like really hate it. <laughs> they hate playing against it. Uh, I picked it because there's a uh, you know some people like oh you've got to have this card to play, and there's a card everybody's like you've got to have this card. It's called Shaman because it always helps you refill your hand. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's great, but to buy a shaman by itself um, costs between fifty to eighty dollars for one card. Jesus, uh, on the open market. Um, the set that it came came from just got a reprint. Um, and so there are people buying the big booster packs of 30 packs for $90 and trying to find more of them. I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, I need a deck that doesn't need this. <laughs> I, I need a yeah. deck that I can make out of other things and swap and trade to get what I need and not pay 50 to $90 for one card. That's, I, yeah, I just seriously. can't do that. I just can't do that. Especially because it'll rotate out of the, of the standard rotation later on this year. And I'm just like, I'm not yeah. paying that for a short amount of time on a card. That happened. God, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I see people doing it. You know, you go to the shop and there they are like, I need to buy one of those. Here's 80 bucks. And I'm like, oh my God. I just, oh my God. I just yeah. did. I, can't. I mean, there's a part of me that, you know, understands because the decks that you can make with it are really interesting and do some really cool things. It's really intricate play, but I'm just like, I just can't get over. And maybe it's because I'm still new to it and I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten in deep enough uh, for the, uh, you know, for the real, you know, like, oh, I got to have that card. Uh, right. But who knows? Who knows? Um, Give it time. I've been playing the Galaxy of Heroes uh, Star Wars mobile game, hmm. and I have discovered a new mobile game. And this Uh-oh. is the part where you may hate me. Oh, God. What? It's called Force Arena. And okay. it's basically a one-on-one or a two-on-two Star Wars MOBA on your mobile device where you're you've got the battlefield you have three turrets on your side your opponent has three turrets and it's can you defeat the three turrets and destroy their core in three minutes it's only a three minute round so it's a really quick play and you get cards that enable you to spawn more units onto your field to help you. Everything from basic infantry up to tanks. And as, it, as you level up, ATSTs, TIE bombers, and all these things that run and strafe. Oh, wow. And you, you get, you, you, each of you has a different hero. And as you collect cards, you get different heroes. And the heroes can have unique companions to go with them. For example, I have Luke Skywalker, and I lucked into getting a unique uh, Ben Kenobi. Oh, and, cool. And so which huh. means I can summon Ben in the middle of a battle, and he will do the Jedi mind trick and take over control of one of your opponent's um, units. Wow. And if he dies in battle, you rage out and get extra damage. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's neat little mechanics. It's brand new. It, there are some things that are horribly... Um, overpowered, broken about it, uh, mm. but uh, it's it's fun as they balance it out. It's gonna it, it can be a pretty cool game, so I'm excited to see what comes up with that. That's some of the geeky stuff we've been into. Let's see what's been going on in the most recent news. Damn by for news. Look at news flash, and the big no news of the day is no news. This is Les Nesman saying, "May the good news be yours." In the news. Yeah, we'll do it live. This is one of those cases where we had a story we were ready to discuss and have this big philosophical uh, discussion about ethics in movie making because um, two, you know, two things have happened since we've done a show. First of all, we saw the CGI younger Carrie Fisher uh, again. Spoiler alert in mm. Rogue One. Yeah, you know, we had the young version of Leia that kind of like, <gasps> you know, the CG, CGI has come a long way between Tarkin and Leia. And I, I, yes, I know it's CGI. I could see it was CGI. 
it did not take me out of the movie. Neither of no. them. No. Neither of no. them took took me out. I can only speak for myself. Neither of them took me out of the movie. No, uh, I the I was I was glad they did it with with Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. because um you know at the end of the movie like you see her from kind of behind you see like there's a shot looking up yeah uh, like kind of uh, from the side of her but so so you're left with, for for a second or two like ah oh, you know what are they gonna do are they gonna show her face are we just gonna get like this cheesy off camera uh, uh dialogue from her and then they show her and yeah like you said it was CGI. Uh, you could you either knew or you could tell, um, but uh, I think it was, it was done well enough. Like you said, it it didn't ruin anything for me. I think it it uh, I think had they not done it and they had, and they had just done the off camera dialogue of it instead, and we just you know see her shoulder or whatever, uh, you know, or those those the the buns um, in her hair. Yeah, not not the famous Carrie Fisher derriere. Uh, <laughs> Um, is it famous? I don't, I don't know. So. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Not until Jedi. But, um, uh, I, th- I think that would have kind of been a letdown. So, and the Tarkin thing, I completely forgot that Peter Cushing, uh, was, was dead. Yeah. Um, For 20 and, years he's been dead. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, it did, it didn't occur to me at first. Well, it, it did, but it, um, later on in the movie. Oh. And, uh, at first I was like, man, the guy they got to do him is uncannily, and then I was like, "Oh no, it's Disney. They if anyone's going to do CGI, it's going to be Disney." Mm. So, uh, but I mean, that was I, I got through half the movie before I really even thought about it. So that's that that's how in the story I stayed. Yeah, uh, despite you know when he when, when he was first seen, I like kind of like it, I like it. My breath caught in my chest. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? I'm like, that man's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the movie. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, no. And even going back and seeing it a second time and thinking about it being CGI and really looking at it critically, still, you know, it wasn't – it was pr- it was really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now we know they have this technology that they can – decently pull off a cgi human because we've seen cgi aliens and you write it off because it's an alien it's supposed to look weird you let it go Mm -hmm. but a human human being done in cgi and then we move to the very unfortunate news of Mm. the passing of carrie fisher now this this hit my hit my inner kid hard when this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I have to own, I was numb because like the day before I had lost a prisoner in my church. Like I'd had a death the day before. And so I'm in the mode of caring for this family and mourning and helping plan for the funeral for that. And then this happens. And like, I, it was like a kind of big, one big mass of numb, you know? So I, I had to kind of wait on my time to think about Carrie. Cause I was kind of in the moment. Right, right. Um, and, but you know, I mean, this is, this is pieces of our childhood dying. And yes, we, we, we've had other people from Star Wars pass, you know, Kenny Baker passed, um, who was, you know, a big, but like we didn't see him on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Baker's name, I think was, was definitely iconic with Star Wars, but I mean, yeah, but 
I don't know. I I don't I don't want to say something that you know is considered rude or mean you know towards him just because he wasn't visible as an actor. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's just something. I mean, Princess Leia, like the Princess Leia. Yeah. You know, um, for many of I us, mean, our it, first crush. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and she will always be Princess Leia. Like yeah. you know, you've got other actors coming in to. Uh, play Chewbacca or to play some, you know, play some other roles like, you know, uh, the R2-D2 controls yeah. or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not going to recast Princess Leia mm. or General Leia. Yeah. Which moves us to the, the big discussion you and I were going to have was if we have this technology and we have now lost Carrie Fisher, would they CGI her character to fill in gaps that had not been done shooting. And the first thing they let us know was that she had finished on episode eight. Episode eight was done. Mm-hmm. Then they said there'll be no CGI Carrie Fisher for episode nine or anything else they're going to do. Which makes me wonder, are there rewrites going on? Well, I don't... I, you know... There, there may be, maybe. I think... And I I started thinking this when um, Han Solo died mm-hmm. in, in Seven, uh, that I suspect that we're probably going to lose one of the three main original cast members in each movie. Mm. And it this one might have been hers. And that might have just been the plan. Um, so, How badly can we hate... <laughs> <laughs> you know the first order by the time we get to the third movie <laughs> yeah you know um so it's uh i mean yeah who who knows how they plan to deal with this and i was i was reading an interesting article about actors that have you know various actors that had been replaced uh in different shows and and sitcoms and that sort of thing it just reasons why whether it's contract dispute or scheduling conflicts and that kind of thing mm-hmm. Some some of like the really bad recastings that have happened over the years, and and some of the like, well, they're just not here. We're not going to talk about it. Like mm. we never addressed it in in some shows and that sort of thing. So, um, but uh, you know, and obviously you've got writers, especially on a weekly show like that, you've got writers working on the quick to come up with you know uh, explanations for, mm-hmm. for things. I think one of the best ones uh, that that was done was. Um, uh, the the ten rules for dating my teenage daughter. Oh yeah, John, John Ritter. Ritter. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and that one and that show and Scrubs. Uh, he was an actor in both. Um and uh and he had gotten an an acknowledgement as well in Scrubs to his death. Uh, which which really wasn't necessary. He was uh he was J uh JD's like kind of a str- slightly estranged father. He wasn't around very much. He wasn't a principal character or anything that he could have just not made any more appearances, but you know, instead they chose to acknowledge the passing of that character, um, mm. as, as you know, along with the man. So, um, so yeah, so it's, you know, all that to say they could, there could be some rewrites going on. Um, I just, if you've already shot, I mean, I just, I just wonder, you know, like how are they? They have to rewrite things and, and replan for episode nine. Uh, how how that will affect what they have for eight and 
would feel like a shoehorn fix or, mm. you know, cause Disney's been really good about making, cause didn't Rogue One got pushed back, uh, from its original release because they wanted to like, re- reshoot some re- stuff. Yeah. Reshoot. And I, and I've heard a lot of speculation about what is it that's reshot. And I'm kind of looking forward to the, hopefully when the Blu-ray comes out, one of the mm-hmm. extras, like the commentaries will tell us when we're seeing what was a reshoot. What was well, something you, they flush out? You, yeah. you saw the uh, the the scene that got cut where Chewbacca rips the arm off the guy, right? Well, that's from Episode Seven. Yes, yes. I'm talking, yeah. about, but I'm talking about Rogue One. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, I did see that, and that okay. I wish they. Sorry, that I, in. I my my brain jumps like that, and it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't segue into other things. It's it okay. Starts, it's okay. But, uh, I was sad that that got cut. By the way, mm. um, I thought that would have been a fantastic. It would have made sense. I love how he steps on the foot for leverage before he does it, too. Yeah, he steps on the foot because he's got one arm down. I mean, and you're talking about, you know, not to get too far off topic here, but that movie was really all about drawing parallels Mm -hmm. between A New Hope and and, um, The Force Awakens. Yeah. And, you know, you've had two bar scenes with two arm removals, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. How how perfect is that? Yeah. But, Plus, uh, even it's even a throwback to that's because uh, <laughs> that's because droids aren't known to rip people's mm-hmm. arms out of their sockets. Wookies yeah. are known to do that. That was the thing that Wookies <laughs> were known to do, but we'd never seen it. Like, yeah, we'd never seen it. I don't think we saw it in a book. I don't think we saw it in a video game. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wookies apparently were known to do that. Yeah, and even when we went to the prequel movies, we didn't see Wookies tearing anybody's arms off. Yeah. Um. So I think to have seen it in and seven would have been awesome. Now, not that that's a major character, but it. I, I part of me wonders: Are we? Ha- is it cut from the Force Awakens because he'll play a part somewhere else? <laughs> Losing an arm doesn't mean you die in Star Wars. True, that's true. But you know, <clears throat> will will they deliver in some other way? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Losing an arm does not. Yeah, it it, it didn't I mean, slow Vader shit, down that much. Anakin Anakin lost four limbs. Yeah, they did. They did even. Man. And, and and like was pointed out on uh, there was a podcast listening to the uh, oh shoot what what oh I'm forgetting the name of the Radio Free Tatooine podcast mm-hmm. and they were talking about how analyzing that that's where the emperor makes him live the emperor puts him in that castle on the planet where his greatest failure took place you're right as if to say yeah live in it yeah. suffer in I want- it. I want you to think about what you've done. Yeah, you sit, in, you go in the corner and you think about what you've done. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, so, but back to back to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, uh, I hadn't realized until I was just reading around and stuff, um, or I hadn't remembered uh, until recently that that she's she was the voice of uh, Angela Peters. Uh, terrible boss, mm-hmm. Family Guy. Um, she, I mean, wasn't really a regular cast member there, but she definitely had some some fun some fun moments. And they did a cool little tribute for her. Um, you know, nothing crazy, nothing over the top. It was uh, it was just one of those in memory uh cards. I think at the at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just a nice picture of her in loving memory, Carrie Fisher. 1956 to 2016. Um, and I think it's neat that she she was the voice of Angela, and it was Angela's character who played the Mon Mothma character uh, in, the, <laughs> in the Family Guy. It's a trap. Yeah. Episodes. So uh, that's 
that that was cool. Yeah. So, but, uh, oh, there's one more point I was thinking to make in all this, and it just fell out of my head, so I'll just She had made, did you hear the, did you read the, like, the tweet and, and the interview she had about firing back at uh, the the Star Wars age shamers or body shamers? I, I, I'd seen a number of it. I, oh, I, that, which reminds me, um, I, I, I heard that she had, I didn't specifically read them, but I mm. did see her interview, like, a week, maybe a week and a half before she died on Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because she, she's being the wonky, you know, Carrie Fisher. She brings her dog on and her dog sitting on the couch. And her dog's <laughs> just ridiculous. And, uh, she, she has this book she's released, released called The Princess Diarist. That's all of her diaries from when she was shooting the movies. Oh, wow. Which includes the fact she had an affair with Harrison Ford. Um, but she put sure Mark Hamill had an affair with Harrison Ford. Well, at the time. who knows? He's who knows? Good looking guy. He's a good looking fellow. Uh, but yeah. Emily, Emily bought that book and she's reading it. So, uh, oh, okay. so I'm, I'm curious. I want to have to give it a, a, a read uh, after that. But, uh, but in all these things, uh, Princess, you know, wherever you are in the glowing force, you know, ghost that you are, uh, peace be with you. You wrestled through a lot in life, but, uh, mm. And I still, to this day, I so regret missing my chance when we were, when when Madeline was crying in her panel, <laughs> and I took her out, and she said, "I'm sorry I made your baby cry." To know I pissed, missed the perfect opportunity to just look back at the princess and say, "I know." I just, oh, I still, I still can't believe yeah. I missed my chance, but yeah. Oh well. Because you. My formerly silent friend are an extraordinary talent, and let's face it, an artist. The like of which is seen perhaps once in a generation who helps define that generation, and who deserves every award I now spend the latter half of my Leia-laden life helping to hurl your way. Your Honor, I hope I slept with you to get the job, because if not, who the hell was that guy? Well, we have talked about this for a while. I mean, this we even were talking about this back in the Jules era, um, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, which was supposed to be coming in May. Uh, of course, a lot of people were are a little upset that this is going to be um, a streaming-only uh, television show. You can only watch it through CBS's streaming service. But it now turns out uh, it's on hold again. Hmm. Possibly for an indefinite stretch. What's... Have- I read through here. I don't think I saw what the specific issue is. Uh, I mean, they mentioned they'd rather get it done right than get it done fast. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, let's see. Sorry, just scrolling down. Yeah, there's no mention about what the, what the specific holdup is. My guess is they know what a gamble this is to make it streaming only, and they're hopefully trying to get it right as opposed to giving what some executive in some office thinks is right. So, you know, I mean that maybe they're taking a cue from what we saw in rogue one and taking a delay. Um, uh, I didn't realize because I've been kind of 
tertiarily following this. I mean, maybe we need to call in a Star Trek expert for this. That that Sarek, Spock's father, is going to be part of the show. So hmm. does mm-hmm. that give us an idea of where this is going to fall in a timeline? I mean, it's obviously, hmm. I mean... The, yeah, we, we would almost definitely need to talk to a Star Trek expert about that, because that's not really... I mean, the Star Trek timeline isn't something I've I've got a good enough grasp on. Yeah. I mean, I know which which things kind of fall in where, but yeah. that's about it. One like, the, I know Enterprise comes first chronologically. Yeah. <laughs> well, first contact comes first, but anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so. okay. now, the, one of the things that they, this article uh, does say, they point out that, you know, the thing about streaming is you want to lock someone in for the full run of a show. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you want them to be, oh, I want to binge this. I want to watch And that needs to be good. You know, I yeah. mean, think about the feeling when the first episode of Daredevil ended. Yep. You're like, I got to have the next one of these. No, now. yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely got to be something that makes you want to watch, you know, watch the next one. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care what time I have to get up tomorrow. I want to watch the next one. Yeah. Um, and. So I mean, are they are they releasing it like that? Is, I don't. They're going to release I don't, the whole season. I don't think they are, but I think they just realize because it will be on demand. You know, it'll be available to be streamed. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it, it's still not going to be. Oh, it's eight o'clock. I have to turn on my streaming service to see this. I just think at a certain time it will become available, and then you can watch it. Um, right. I mean, you think about like when uh, Luke Cage came out that day. I mean, it broke Netflix for a while because everybody was trying to watch it at once because it was so good. I haven't I haven't gotten past the first episode. Yeah, we've yet. watched a few episodes in and then we got waylaid by the holidays because you got to watch all your Christmas films. Um mm. we'll get back on it. We'll get back on it. Uh but yeah, I I, I hope it's to make it right. Um I'm really curious, I mean, between hearing that, you know, James Frain is playing, you know, Sarek and oh, what's her name? Sasha from uh, The Walking Dead. We know that she's like uh, oh, really? Lieutenant Commander on it, which makes me think bad things are coming for Sasha on Walking Dead. <laughs> that, she, that she's got time to do this. If she's got time to do a whole other series, I'm, yeah. I'm a little worried for her character. Mm. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, unless it's you know it's filming in the in the downtime for Walking Dead or whatever. So maybe they have to wait for it to finish. No, I don't think they're waiting for one Ma- character. To finish. <laughs> they're not waiting on one actor. That's not happening. Do, 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 do. Yes, it looks grittyish, but not hardcore gritty. Not like that. Uh, that uh, oh, the James Vanderbeek, the James Vanderbeek thing that we saw a few months ago. No, but it, it, it. I don't know. I've we have a new trailer for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers out. Mm-hmm. Get a better look at Rita Repulsa. We actually see the Zords in a little bit of action. Yeah. We see a bit of their training regimen. We see Alpha for what that's worth. <laughs> mm-hmm. We see Zordon for what that's worth. Yeah. Um and we I like s- that Zordon is uh what's his name? Brian uh Brian Cranston. Oh, I didn't realize who that that's who the voice was. I was yeah. kind of I, I oh And okay. and and the face in the in the blue. Okay, I'll have to go back and watch it uh, watch it again. I admit that that's who it was. Um I knew that uh uh, is it? It's Emily Banks, or, or is Elizabeth Banks or Emily Banks? What's her name? That's playing Rita Repulsa, the same uh, one from the Hunger Games. 
That's that's Elizabeth Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I mean, she can do no wrong in my eyes. I, lo- I love everything she does. So, oh no, she's so yeah, oh, dude. yeah, yeah. So she's quickly becoming uh, the jewel of, of geeks' eyes in some of the roles she's taking. So yeah, l- love what she does. So she, that'll be cool. And uh, you know, um, it's a fun little play between you know the Rangers as they're learning. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that I, I know I'm not talking Emily into going out to see this. I, I know that's not happening. She's pretty much. <laughs> right. she, she, the, 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 trail, the last trailer was over. I kind of went, uh, she's went, no, 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 no. You'll be going without me if you do this. And then, and then I'll be that 40, you know, 44, 45 year old sitting alone watching <laughs> the Power Rangers. <laughs> um, With my pre bought ticket. <laughs> and you know uh, the voice of Alpha Five. I, I knew it was somebody. I couldn't remember who it was, so I had to look it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Bill Hader. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So. Oh man, he's he's on a tear right now too. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. doing a, he's doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I mean, yes, he was in Trainwreck, and I still it's on the DVR. I still need to watch it. But I mean, he's doing a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff right now. So I think his uh, his stock is still on the rise. But, yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? Does this have any interest for you whatsoever? I yeah, it, I think so. I mean, it's it's um, yeah, it looks interesting. Like, I'm just curious enough about it that it's something that uh, I probably wouldn't see in the theater. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I could really drag myself to a theater to to go see this. But uh, I mean, I definitely I'd rent it. I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't wait for the uh, free H. You know, free on HBO. The, I guess three months later. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely rent this out of uh, Redbox or something. Um, it's you know, it uh, like you said, it, it wasn't quite uh, James Vanderbeek, uh, dark and gritty. But I mean, it was definitely it had uh, it had a little more grime on it mm-hmm. than, uh, than the, the show. So. Uh, a nice layer of teen angst in all the teens. Yeah, the, the the teens aren't as you know clean cut as they were in the original series. You know, they're not. They, they haven't just walked out from the max to you know <laughs> to get a shit. Yeah, yeah, you right. know, it's they they seem to have real problems and and uh, you know problems with their parents and problems with kids at school and problems with peers. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And who and and it it does buy into that thing that every nerd's dream is that the nerd is able to you know. You know, that the bully, you know, makes the mistake of taking on the nerd after they've gotten their powers. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, who doesn't want to see that? Who doesn't sure. want to see that? Dragon Sword! Well, so Ryan, are you playing Mario Run? Uh I I played Mario Run mm. and then I ran out of interest. Yeah, I, uh, I was, played it, was, it for a couple it was neat. days. It's cute, but uh, nah, it's I'm not going to spare too much hard uh, you know, space on my phone for it. Okay, it, by ratio of time, how much time did you spend with it as compared to Pokemon Go? I'm I'm actually still playing Pokemon Go. So, okay, uh, um, I, I like every so, once in a while I open it up just because I'm curious what's around. But yeah. yeah, well, I mean, when they started doing like the the. The da- like you put daily streaks on a thing where like I just have to log in daily, um, mm. and and I get like XP bonuses after you know doing that for seven days or whatever. That's that's a good way to ho- hook me. So, um, but uh, like Pokemon Go, I spent an afternoon with, mm. and then went oh that was that was neat. Mm. Okay. Not Pokemon Go, sorry, Mario Runs. Yeah, Mario Runs. I spent about an afternoon with, and that was it. Yeah, I have to say, just really quick on Mario on, on Pokemon Go, I do like how the tracking feature has been added 
to where like you mm-hmm. can track you know what's near you as opposed to it's somewhere around you. And it's I was some, like, yeah. Go over there. <laughs> go to that direction. You'll find it. Go. <laughs> so yeah, that that is kind of kind of a, a cool feature to see him add. Uh, but now uh, we have a, a a it's one of those little things where you, I mean Facebook now is just full of quick little videos. I mean, my goodness, I've been I've been cooking all these different recipes because of um, the various uh, that they show up in Facebook. I kind of the other day I was actually thinking about doing a podcast that was all um, was this you know, was this Facebook recipe any good? Um, but uh, <laughs> Facebook recipes aside, there was a very neat little a little vignette that showed up on. On Great Big Story on Facebook uh, about Charles Martinet, who is the voice of Mario and Luigi mm-hmm. and Wario, and apparently uh, also there's one other character. Which one was it? Oh, a brief it was Don- stint as Donkey Kong. A brief Kong, stint yeah. as Donkey Kong. Ooh. So uh, yeah, it's really cool to hear the story of how he became uh, the voice of Mario and how he's embraced yeah. it and loves it, mm-hmm. and yeah, doesn't doesn't consider it oh. Everybody just knows me as Mario, because <laughs> because he he did some he did some acting and did some apparently some you know serious acting. But hey, there are worse things to be known as as as, as than you know the most famous plumber in the world. Yeah, yeah. Though it sounds like he went incredibly stereotypical in his audition. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, the the bit about audition where they're like, just be uh, just be an Italian plumber from uh, from Brooklyn. I mean. I, I mean, they're kind of painting a, a very, very stereotypical picture there. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he just starts with the whole, uh, you know, I want to oh, make a pizza. pizza. <laughs> I, I get a spaghetti, and you get a pizza, and we'll we'll put the spaghetti in the pizza. Like this, that sounds terrible. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of carbs for one. Mario. Exactly. Yeah, that's, you yeah. know, but uh, a whole lot. But yeah, and um, you know, from from that, and it it was a very last minute audition. Uh, it sounded like too. Yeah. Uh, to to. Being the, the voice of Mario for like the last twenty something years, twenty six mm-hmm. years or something like that. Wow! So, um, wow, good on you. Good regular gig if you can get it. So, yeah, we'll have a link to the show notes if you want to see the story and and just to watch him switch through the different voices. And yeah, I love how ac- uh, the voice actors kind of change their posture to achieve certain sounds and everything. And this is yeah, it this is, is full it is, of that. It is fun, kind of getting that peek behind the curtain and getting to see uh, somebody who that's you know that that's their their thing you know um this voices to especially if they cycle through different voices all in one sitting but uh yeah it's uh it's it's cool i enjoyed it well i love working in the work in the wood shop and in the workshop um oh i forgot did i, t- did I tell you what the made present was this past year at christmas what the uh... made presents were I f- you might have, but I've, I've I I know I haven't talked about the podcast. So oh no, I made there were two different things I made. Hmm. Um, one of which was exploding outhouse piggy banks. My my grandfather sure. my grandfather had this thing he got at a craft show somewhere uh, before he died that was an exploding outhouse piggy bank with a little wooden wooden thing and it looked like an outhouse and when you'd put a coin in it. Inside was a mouse trap that when the coin hit it, it would go off and there were dowel rods in the structure of the outhouse. So the outhouse would go flying up in the air and explode. Like you drop the coin in, snap, ah, it scares you. You know, I'm telling you this as opposed to making you set it off when you come here again because I've learned I'm punched whenever you yes. get scared. Yes. 
So we'll do it I, to you. I react violently. We'll do it to your family instead. Uh, so, no, so, that's fine. Do it to one of them. That's so, great. so I made it one for each part of my family. You know, my brother's house, oh, cool. my sister's house, my parents' house. Because it, it was kind of thing like, you know, my grandfather, we always thought about it. But I wanted each member of the family to have one. So I made that mm-hmm. one. I also made um, LARP, uh, LARP regulation-ish um, safety swords for uh, dueling for my nieces and nephews. Okay. So um, I noticed my sister did not thank me for giving these to her children. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll have to see what happens. But it was so funny. I gave one one to to each of my sister's kids. My my niece, my oldest niece, Capri, picks it up and throws it over her shoulder and poses like Harley Quinn from um, Suicide Squad. Oh, I'm geez. like, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> and apparently she has a two hermit crabs, one which is named uh, Joker and the other which is Harley Quinn. For so mm. apparently she's getting very into this character. So I may have to make her a uh, yikes. What, what does the ball bat say in the uh, in, oh, in Suicide um, Squad? Oh man, it says a couple things, but. Uh... <sighs> I can't decide if I want to recreate that for her or make her one of the big mallets, the big goofy Harlequin mallets, and that be her present for next year. If she's if she's still into Harlequin, so I I would probably I'd rather do it something from the animated series that's more whimsical than doing you know a ball bat. <laughs> yeah, that I might feel uh, better especially about that. that particular. Uh, oh, it says it says good night. Oh, good night. One of the big things on it. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got a couple things, but good night was the big thing on it. Mm. Um, yeah, especially I was gonna say, especially that particular imagining of Harley Quinn. Yeah, I'm not sure I should encourage my niece down that road, but maybe the fun little you know dressed like a uh, you know Harlequin uh, version. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll see about that for next year. But anyway, the reason I'm getting to this is, um, a man has created a legit. Looking and behaving Captain America shield. That, this was awesome. Wow. You know, um, it's uh, apparently uh, the video is from now I've seen everything. And they're saying it's from the hacksmith is the guy who's come up with this. It's two super strong um, magnets. I'm, I'm wondering if this is the same guy that did the actual working for hammer. The Molnir that you couldn't pick up off the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, it, it's uh, looking like it's the same guy. But is that the the Molnir was um it was like a thumbprint, wasn't it? Yes. They read your thumbprint, and yeah. it was only his thumbprint that would release the magnet inside, so that it could be, so that he could pick it up, pick it up off of the of a manhole cover. Well, mm-hmm. here he has placed magnets with that same level of power, two of them, onto like a a padded thing on his forearm. So that he can summon ish, you know, cap shield to his arm, mm-hmm. and it will hold there, and then he can release it, and it's strong. <laughs> it's yeah, it's really strong, really cool. Um, I I did notice like he put it through a number of tests. Uh, he used the shield to you know break wood in half. Uh, you know, split stones. Um, I think it had uh. Man, there's something. I think they shot like so, something uh, like a learning little burning ball of nothing at it that he deflected into uh, into a fireplace or a, like a campfire thing. 
I noticed he didn't let anybody line up and actually shoot at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, hmm. he's not stupid. <laughs> I'm just um, saying. I mean, cap shield. Yeah. This, this, there's something shield. very funny that everybody's wrapped up about how amazing the shield goes looks. And then there's this one comment. I love how no one is pointing out that he made a handheld electromagnet that can hold his body weight. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. freaking out about this shield <laughs> and wanting to decide if it can stop a bullet. Can we please talk about the fact he made an electromagnet that holds his weight? Yeah. And he did because he had that uh, like a it was a forklift or boom yeah. or something pick him up, uh, and he hung just by those two electromagnets that were strapped to his wrist on battery power. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, who knows how short the the battery life is for that yeah. strength of an electromagnet? But that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, no that's like I said that that was very cool and just and the look of it was 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 very good. Mm. Um, I liked it. I'm I'm curious how much that cost him to make. Well, I'm also curious what the shield itself is made out of. Well, it says that you know now I mean, a lot like you know Bill Duran from uh, from you know the Morning Stream and things on Frog Pants um, that he quit his he quit his full time job to now just make stuff like this, sell it, and uh, you know be an online personality about it. That's his gig is making comic book uh, magic come true. So wow, good work if you can get it. Yeah, man. Every now and again, you have these things that remind you you're getting old um, and how much time has passed. Uh, Emily is watching The Bachelor, and the Backstreet Boys were on there the other day. And all these girls were like, oh, my gosh, it's the Backstreet Boys. And one girl's like, my mom loves you. No, when I was six, I was so into these guys. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And it starts to hit you. It starts to hit you. Um, So... Uh, World of Buzz put out songs that turned that turned twenty in twenty seventeen. This little video montage of little clips of songs, mm-hmm. and uh, in just a second we're gonna play them, and we'll play it in the background here, and you can feel old with us, and we'll kind of comment as we go. So um, where where were you in nineteen ninety six? I can tell you exactly where I was because the first thing I did when I saw this was I shared it on Facebook. And uh, tagged my former morning show partner to say which right, yeah. which one of us has a remote later today because this <laughs> is all the era that I was working in radio. Okay, I played the hell out of every one of these songs, knew them <laughs> backwards and forwards. So this is a bit of a walk down memory lane. I I can fly. Got your R. Kelly, yeah. Woo! Yes. And then the the aforementioned Backstreet Boys. Mm hmm. And Natalie um, Imbruglia. I know. Yeah. Her, her one hit wonder. And Celine oh, Dion God. making her come back. And I love the Selena scenes if you haven't seen them. Those <laughs> I, I've, I've seen enough of them. Yeah. And then Hanson. Hanson, sure. Yeah. Hanson. Still, still big. Yeah. Aqua. And Leanne Rhymes, mm-hmm. who had at the same time, oh, Tim McGraw's wife also had, Faith Hill had that same song at the same time. Oh, uh, what was this? Sixpence Six Sixpence Rich. the Richer. Kiss Me. Yeah. yeah. Little Puff Daddy. Oh, little Where's Puff, Puff Daddy? Daddy been? Uh, I think, I mean, he's behind the scenes of a lot of stuff now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, look at look at that fresh face, Justin Timberlake, baby Timberland, and then Tony Braxton, yeah. and the Spice oh, Girls. The Spice Girls. Oh, I forget who that is. Yeah, and then here's the Backstreet Boys again. Again, yeah. And it asks the question, feeling old Feeling yet. old Absolutely, yet. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Trying, what was, there was something I was going to comment on. Let me look back on what was it. Oh, do you remember the the video the guy, the, the, the comedian does where he does like the, um, it's not actual sign language, but like all the motions for Natalie and Brugley is torn? Oh, yeah. No, for, um, uh, I do. He, yeah. he was um he was an actor, uh for I think it was like the British, whose line is it anyway? Mm. Um and he did that bit for a lot of things. Like his thing was, uh, um he they would play a song that only he could hear, and he would do that. He would act kind of act it out like that. Yeah. And then the other two, like other two players had to. And one of the really funny ones that I saw was uh, Britney Spears. Uh, uh, um, hit me, baby, one more time. Oh, <laughs> uh, was was really really funny. But um, what was it like in the? Uh, was it? Uh, I can't remember what conference that was for now. Oh, uh, when, he, when he did it for Amnesty International yeah, Live, Amnesty International, and yeah. Natalie Rulia comes out to perform comes it out with and it. joins him. Yeah, and she follows in with with the, with the, the motions, motions, which shows uh, that she had a great sense of, of humor about herself. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's a fun. I've, I, that's one of the videos I fall back on and watch every once in a while because it's, it's, it's really kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I, I would definitely recommend giving that a watch, and then. You know, fall down a YouTube rabbit hole of some of his other stuff. Yeah, I can. You know, never. I, I never get tired of artists who are able to laugh at themselves a little bit because some mm-hmm. of them are just not willing to. And it was so cool that she would do that. You know, that like, oh, here's a guy who got famous for basically making fun of my song. You know, not making fun, but you know, having a laugh with it. You know, and. And okay, I'll share the stage with him. It'll be great, you know. And everyone got a kick out of it. So, good on you, Natalie. Good on you. I, th- I think his name is David Armand. Okay. Uh, let me. I'm just gonna open this real quick. And... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. David Armand. Yeah. So that's that's he has some really funny stuff. But yes. I'm just looking through some of these. But yeah, yeah. I would check that out uh, over on YouTube. But the songs are old and so are we. 20. The thing that, that. Here's the thing that hits me. Here's the thing that hits me so hard. Is that when I. You know, when I was working in radio, keep in mind this would have been in 97. So in 97. A song from 77 was considered an oldie. Oh, yeah. So these are now the oldies. Mm-hmm. They would never call them the eight oldies. They call them now, no. like, classic hits, or they call yeah. them, you know... The, 90s rock. 90s rock, or whatever. It's like, no, that's 20 years old. <laughs> this, yeah. this should be on the AM radio now, you know, <laughs> so... Coming up on NPR. Yes. Well, they gotta, they're going to have to raise some money somehow now, so maybe they will start doing that. Who knows? 
And with that, it's time to go back to present day. We hope we haven't permanently destroyed your childhood. If you'd like to suggest something for us to look back on, you can email us at IRememberItBetter at gmail.com. You can follow the show at IRI Better, follow me at Revan Geek, and Ryan at R All Good 98. Our Facebook page is Facebook.com, Facebook.com slash IRI Better. Our voice servers are provided by Amy Breedlove. You can follow her on Twitter at VoiceWork, that's VoiceWERK, and through her website, www.amiebreedlove.com. We're part of the Signals Media Also Network podcast family at SignalsMedia.com. Please help us catch up and rate us on iTunes, and more importantly, tell your friends that we're back. Join us soon. We mean it. Really. For episode 139, we'll see you in the future. In the past. Okay, I think that's good enough show. We, we're at one hour good, good, and 12 good. minutes. That's what we should call it. Good enough show. Good enough show. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?
It takes a steady hand because if you touch the side, you sank my battleship. Yeah! Play with me.